This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Friday, day two of March Madness. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt. We got baseball, baseball, basketball games going on. Dave, day one lived up to its billing. The madness has started, and boy, was it mad. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's there's people mad. I mean, it's like they, <laughs> they, they're mad mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, people didn't do good yesterday. Books destroyed people yesterday. There was a lot of a lot of people got beat up. Um, a lot of brackets got busted. As soon as mm. Kentucky lost, you could mm. just put them in a paper shredder. I was going to call you Friar Tuck today. Um, Why? For the Providence Friars. Oh, for the Friars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just in yeah. case anybody missed it, um, <laughs> you know, we put the tweet out with the, by the way, zero, oh. zero acknowledgement from gambling Twitter. None. Zip. They zero. only remember the losers, Matthew. Quiet. They don't Shh, remember right, the like, winners. Just, just like walking past. Not, not like I'm a moron. I'm dumb. I never should have listened to a Ken Pop I heard dweeb. you were. I heard you were a mass hole. Somebody said that to me. To, 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 to me. Yeah, like, that's fine. You know, you do a that's show fine. with mass hole. I'm like, yeah, what, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. okay. Asshole with an M. That was you, clever. You haven't heard that before? Really? No. Living in Pittsburgh, I never heard somebody. Really? That's a, for, that was the first time you heard that? For a mass hole. That's what all ma- people from Massachusetts are called, are called mass holes for years. Really? It's a, very, it's a very common phrase. Yes, absolutely. It's a very common phrase. It's quite all right. I don't pay attention to any of it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's it's just one. It's it's appropriate. I mean, there's plenty of people from my home state who are like that. That's fine. It's just that <laughs> I'm guessing that people that that person bet on South Dakota State yesterday. So probably yeah. took two and a half too. Yeah. Had that best number. Yeah. Oh yeah. CLV. Look out. Got that. Got that nice and tasty CLV into the trash can. Oh, that ticket goes, and yeah. that's and that's fine. I mean, even our own Sean Lockhart, Papa Bear, who's here today. I'm going to go see him after the show. Yeah, he, he's in town. Even he was running his mouth, and I, I I just looked at him. and I was like, he said after afterward, I had to text him. He said like Providence had a horseshoe up their ass again. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yep, this is just take the L and stop. Sounding like a clown. I was like, this is ridiculous. At yep. what point do you win by nine points and it's luck? Yep. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's yep. crazy talk. It's just, I don't know. You I know mean, what's even luckier? What? That Iowa lost and they get Richmond now. It's, it's a great point. Yeah, it's, it's a sweet <laughs> 16. It's a sweet 16 run potentially for them now. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it during this show. Like we told people, you know, what's really fun about the show, David, especially when games are going on live, like right now, and we're going to halftime, Ohio State's up by five on Loyola Chicago, and we'll see if they can get up. Setting back basketball for years, this game is, by I the disagree way, 23-18. With you. I don't think as so. As far as scoring and fun, like it's just, this is for basketball 
purists. Like, the, if you like the game, you like the, this game. Yeah. But for I, the I, common fan, they're like, oh, unless they have first half under, then they're okay with it. But right. man, this is this is slow. I mean, they can't hit layups. They just missed four straight layups to end the half. I mean, Layola, uh, I don't know. I'll think about this. I, I may need to. Oh, Maniacs is, is a great. Mike is right. Maniacs are worse than Massholes. I'll give you that. Yes, Mike, you're, you are 100% mm. right. Maniac, that state is, my family all lives up there now. My sister, my brother, my aunt, two, two sets of my aunts and uncles. They, my, my family has been matriculating to Maine for some stupid reason for the last like five years. And I hate it. I'm not Maine and Subarus. That combination drives me crazy. Really? Subaru is the state car of Maine. Yes. Like everyone drives Subarus. Why? Because it's just their car. It's just what they like. It's they're good in the snow. They're good in the snow. Yes. Yeah. But they have the worst interior of any car. <laughs> so, Subarus are the worst. Toyotas are the second worst. Awful interior. Awful tech. Awful handling. Can't stand them. Last forever though. They do last forever, but so and so do Toyotas. They last forever. Right. <laughs> both, both those cars yeah. last forever. So yes, but I just not my cup of tea in terms of cars that I like. I strongly when I get Subarus to review, I get very upset. And when I get Toyotas, I'm like, ah, fine, I'll suffer through it. That's you know, I'll just deal with it. But those are my two least favorite vehicles <laughs> for interiors. Eh, not a fun, not a fan. But anyways, back on track. Back on track. People that are doing the show and all this. Yes. Stuff. So people were DMing me like crazy yesterday. Yeah. Showing me tickets. Welcome to my world. That's great. What were they telling you? Well, from our show. That's good. From what, what they got from us. Like, I never would have bet Richmond money line unless you and Dave brought it up. I brought, I bet Richmond plus 10 and a half. I bet Richmond money line. I would nice. listen to you guys for three hours every day. Never miss the show. Three awesome. hours? We're not doing three hours now, are we? What are you talking I, I, about? Nope, but that's what he said. He goes, if you guys were on for three hours, I would I would listen for three oh, hours. Oh, if we were. Yeah. Oh, if oh, we did oh, three yeah. hours, he would listen for three hours. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh guy showed me a Providence ticket that he had placed because we were because I, I had been so adamant on Providence. And so he was yes. like, he's a thank you for the Providence pick. Um and, and just it's just nice. It's just the instant feedback is stuff that I I really feel excited about like it's always really fun because the show is only four months old like we're, we're, we're not even out of diapers yet we're just right. so it's such an infantile you know show at the moment and just like that's the type of stuff that really fires me up because it, it's like all right let's go like this is really exciting we're getting a lot of people who are listening who are paying attention who are making bets off of our our picks and what we're doing and breaking it down one person told me that he had made more live bets yesterday after listening to you than he had ever made in the tournament day of his life did he do just, good? He didn't tell me how he did. He just said he made, he was just like, he said he stood there he, with his phone. He said, in, like, he listened. He, he like, I had Dave's head in my voice all the time watching, like, what's the high? What's the low? Making right. this play, making that play, trying to figure things out. And he's like, I'm learning. You have to do it by trial and error. Like, you can't yes. just assume it. you got to, like, actually do it and maybe lose a little bit to get fully accustomed to that type of yes. sitting down, focusing on one game. Blacking, you know, blocking everything out and just, you know, doing the in game on that one game that you feel like you've got an edge on. And the game for Kentucky was a great game to do that. Now that broke every damn bracket, but it went, if, if you were riding the St. Peter's train, I mean, you were getting numbers like crazy yesterday. The, the books, the books had the second half number at Kentucky minus 11 going into the second half. And what was the score at halftime? They were down. Uh, they were tied at halftime. Right. 
So, I mean, you had in-game, like halfway in, you had it at six. In overtime, you had it at three and a half. Like, you had all the different things. If you just rode St. Mary's, I'm sorry, sorry, St. Peter's, rather, you cleaned up. Yeah, <laughs> money line, what, plus what money, everything. What I did, I waited for Kentucky to be the bargain basement price that it was. I had okay. Kentucky minus 120 on the money line. Yep. I was like, they're going to win. Yep. And this is the cheapest, you know. Yep. They couldn't hit a free throw down the stretch. Not one free throw towards the end of the game. And St. Peter's, I mean, they earned every bit of that upset. I don't want to hear about like, oh, oh no, they were great. Yeah. St. Uh-uh. Peter's was awesome. And I give Kentucky didn't have credit. the guy this year. That's what Kentucky was lacking. They didn't have the Anthony Davis. They didn't have the the guy. They had a bunch of Man, I keep on. It's going to win the player of the year. What yeah, but he's a post player who goes for double doubles. He's not a clutch guy. You don't give him the ball, you know, coming down the stretch. You're not giving him the basketball to win. Why a game the hell not? Because he's just not that. He's Charles Barkley. He's an unbelievable. Potentially, he'll be a dominant pro. OK, he's just not the guy. He's just not wow. a alpha. He's a great player. He's just not an alpha. He's not a dude. Tie game, five seconds, give him the ball. He makes a play and he's going to score. Right. He's not, he can't break you down one on one with the dribble. He's a rebounder and a putback guy. He's a glue guy. He's an unbelievable. He'll be in the NBA well, for, for those guys too, though. Yeah, but not in, the, not in the dance, not at that moment, not when you need it, not when you need that shot, that, that game changing and remembering shot hit a couple free throws and they win the game there's just not enough time for st peter's to come back maybe didn't yeah so. but it's also i just the, all year long i mean davion mince had a has a large role on that team i can't I, that's always been my problem with kentucky it's like this roster has a Creighton transfer on it like it's just like <laughs> what the kentucky Is that bad yes so playing and kentucky's not Yes, it's bad. Yes. For it was three years ago he transferred. It's like we've he flamed out he wasn't good enough to play on the Jays. So what do you mean he's on Kentucky? Like, like it's just <laughs> that's my problem. Like I, I've always had that problem with Kentucky. Like I should have seen it. Like I, I was like, I should have known this. Like they got Davion Mintz on their team. Like you have a, a Creighton grad a Creighton transfer on their team. Like, of course they're gonna lose to St. Peter. Like it's just it doesn't make any sense to me. This is not your typical because the transfer portal has hit Kentucky really hard. That was always their edge. They're one and done and their transfer portal. They would pick up kids they needed and they'd have the one and dones. And they don't really have that you know, edge anymore. It's all kind of been in the SEC has been really on the up and coming. So they're not even dominating the South anymore in terms of recruits. So, I mean, this is what happens at the well, end. Happen special to Duke. kind of recruit. Like you have yeah. to you go there with the intention to go one and done, maybe stay the second year and you're out. Like, right. I mean, and he yeah. just keeps churning that it's hard consistency to win in March with that mm-hmm. because those guys know it's a stepping stone. I mean, like it, I don't know how important it is to win a championship. It's important to get playing time and say you, you play to Kentucky. Like yeah. they want to win a championship, but at the same time, you've got to have guys that are glue guys. Well, nobody wants to be the glue guy. They all want to go to the league. So I don't know if that works. One of my guys this morning, I didn't bet it. And I should have gone like, come off. He sent me a text and he's like, Gonna call it right now. Jacksonville State's gonna beat Auburn. I was like, <laughs> "What?" He's like, "Jacksonville State's gonna beat Auburn." He's like, "They've got all the pieces to beat Auburn." That I was like, "Okay." I was like, "This guy knows a basketball better guy who knows his stuff." They're they're up one right now yep. on Auburn. 
<laughs> I was like, get off of it. Damn it. Should have bet that. <laughs> should have bet the should have bet the plus 15. First half dog again. Good yeah, sure. first half dog again. Gonzaga was in the same boat. I felt for Gonzaga for um who'd they play yesterday? Uh Georgia State. Georgia State. Thank you. I felt for Georgia State backers because depending on the number you got, depending on what that game fell <laughs> with Gonzaga, they were they were tied at the break. They won by 22, I think, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Line. Some lines were 21 and a half. Most of them were 22. Most of the Gonzaga betters pushed or lost. Yeah. Yeah. 22 or 21 and a half or, or 22 and a half. 22. 20, yeah. 22 oh, yeah. No, it opened 23 and a half. It came down. And then, yeah. yeah. So it was right there. Yeah, you probably right. thought at halftime, you thought, oh, this is beautiful. But you, I saw your tweet about the number of people who are betting on Gonzaga at halftime. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the waterfall. They just with people coming in. They annihilated that one. Yeah. Like, you know, there wasn't a single. I, I mean, that would be one of those ones would be sitting in the risk room and just know here it comes. Here it comes. Nobody's betting the other side. It's like, you know, and everything has a game number here. That game number was say like, uh, oh, here I have the game numbers right here. 743, 744. Nobody's betting 743H, by the way. <laughs> Check to see if the keys, keys are working because you can't get a bet on them. Um, but the uh, the end of that game, I don't know if you saw it, was like a missed free throw, and they were going to cover, oh, and no. then they didn't, and they got the rebound, and there was a dribble out and a chorus of boos oh. raining in at the screens oh. at Gonzaga. So they didn't do betters right yesterday. Nah. Shouldn't have been, I mean, come on. If you were smart, you would have hedged it in at, at the halftime. Go no, ahead and take, take me Gonzaga. Come on. So we'll watch this Auburn-Jacksonville State game. It's 22-21 now, Auburn with the lead, but Jacksonville State is not going away. They are looking like a team that's going to be around for a while in this one. 15.5-point dogs there with that. Richmond's out. New Mexico State, can we tip the cap to Jeff Dawson? Can we say Yeah, good call there. Give him an attaboy for, for that W. I appreciate that. Yeah. We were yeah. just sitting there, and he pointed that out from East Coast Investments, saying he's a UConn guy. And he said... I'm nervous. No one's talking about New Mexico State. Everyone's just kind of quiet. And then, bam, they win wire to wire. Yep. Led the whole damn game against UConn. Up by 10 at the break. Impressive win. Here's the thing. New Mexico State is one of the worst shooting teams in the country, and they were red hot yesterday. Yep. They've got to be a fade tomorrow. Uh, they they've got to be a fade tomorrow. They play Arkansas. Yeah, they've got to be a fade tomorrow. I believe Arkansas didn't cover yesterday. Yeah, I can't because it pissed me off beyond all belief. But I mean, yeah, I was I was like they're going to win and they're not going to cover, and this is going to piss me off. Luckily, I I got in when it was minus two, so I was able to get a little bit back, but I didn't fully you know bet as much as I had pregame, but in game, right. but I had I had minus two, and I, you know it's just one of those things where. Look, I'm a disgruntled better on this, so please just take this with a grain of salt. But the referees at the end of that game were horrendous. Horrendous. Seems to be a recurring theme. Well, maybe. I don't know, but you have a I mean, that guy got fouled at Iowa yesterday. Yeah, he did. That was a foul. Yep. Didn't call it. (laughs) Clear turnover for Vermont. Like, clear turnover. Kid throws the ball out of bounds. (laughs) <laughs> the broadcasters are like, yeah, they're going to overturn this. It's going to be Arkansas's ball. Right. They come back and it's like, no, the call stands. Guys are like, wait, what? 
oh, okay, it's Vermont's ball. All right. <laughs> that changed the entire they would have covered. They would have been up by six. They would have fouled, would have gone back to the free throw line. They would have absorbed all the different hits or whatever. And they probably would have won by six points. Nope. Now they win by four. It's one possession, but in a game of wagering, one possession is the difference between winning and losing. So there was a bad foul call that was, I mean, it was just very frustrating. And I even saw Rex Byers of the Westgate tweeting about it going like, this is ridiculous because everybody was on Vermont. And so there was a big deal, obviously with, you know, the book one in Arkansas and I'm always more comfortable being on the side of the book anyway, but you know, even he was still talking about it going like, what was that? Like, what were the referees doing at the end of that game? Because it was yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> like, It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty bad how, how, how they were like, it was almost like they were keeping Vermont in the game for whatever reason. Again, I'm not saying conspiracy theory or whatnot, but it was just like, what is going on? I think we're going to hit a first half. No, we're not. Wow. Okay. Auburn just nailed a three. Thought we, I thought we might get close to hitting a first half under with Auburn and Jacksonville State. We have four minutes to go. This total was 157, right? Full game? Yeah. It Jacksonville was, State and Auburn? It closed. No, Jacksonville State and Auburn was 140 and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. So the total. Oh, yeah. We're going to go over. Okay. Yep. That game's <laughs> that's going over. <laughs> So the first half line, so it's 70? First half of the game is 65 and a half. 65, 65 and a half. Close. We're at 28-24, three free throws coming for Jacksonville State. So that'll be at 55 with about three and a half to play. It'll be tight. They might stay under. Probably not. We know that late... Loyola stayed under so that you have one of those first half unders, but I don't think first half unders did well yesterday. I, I, the, at my last look, it was seven, eight and one. Oh. But I didn't, I didn't see how the, how the late games went. Right. So maybe it was a little bit of a W an up seven, eight and one is that's 16 games. Oh, that is. Okay. There you go. So I had a losing day then seven, eight, one yeah. had, had, had a losing day for first half unders yesterday. So there you go. So we'll see what today does. Uh, for, uh, for that. How about the Creighton Blue Jays? How about my nining nine zero run for the Creighton Blue Jays end of regulation, tremendous, and they come back and beat the Mountain West Donut zero and four yesterday, zero and four for the tournament, zero and three yesterday. Wyoming lost in the play in, zero and four. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's not. Good. It's not. But I mean, can we 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 talked that like that could happen. They're good in conference. Mm. Some conferences, this happens. And then they go play out. Mm. And I told you the two conferences I was going to fade. So far, so good. So far, so Mount, so Mountain far. West Conference, Big Ten. <laughs> two conferences I was going to fade. I've, I've been fading them. That's two conferences. They're gone now. Mountain West Conference is gone. But two big, te- two big, two big Ten teams are gone. Right. And we'll see what Indiana. You know, Indiana got thumped yesterday. I mean, see what Ohio State does in the second half here against Loyola. But. You have Indiana out, Iowa out, Rutgers out. Ohio State loses. That's four. Yep. That's four the big other ones teams. haven't played yet other than right. Michigan. And Illinois, you better be careful. Yeah, Michigan won. Yeah. But you better be careful with Illinois today because Chattanooga's coming. That team is. I like it's that Sometimes, team a lot. you know, it's just, it's, I mean, the Iowa game I watched a lot of yesterday. And I was like, let's get going here. Let's mm. get going here. Mm. Let's get going. They just never got going. Mm. And it was like, 
it's fun to see the belief start to really happen in the second half for a team like Richmond. Like the bench mob gets up more. Mm. The excitement gets more. Now everybody, you may hate that guy next to you on the team. You're hugging him arm in arm like this, you know, going like this on each possession and all that stuff. Because I can tell you staying alive in the dance is absolutely fun. It's oh, the stuff the kids get to do. The fans don't see a lot of it. The media, we see more of it when you're covering it. But like they're all staying in this gorgeous hotel. They're eating really well. And I mean, like really well. And everything, everywhere you go, you get this whole bag of swag that they give you. And like mm. you get a police escort everywhere you go to practice police escort to the I games swag. Can I get this? Oh, the swag bag. It's so sick. All the big sponsors give the kids like, you know, whatever, like all the latest, greatest tech stuff the kids are getting t-shirts yeah. and headphones and games, game consoles and all the, all the cool stuff that, that just they want get. The hats and the gear. I just want the clothes. You want the clothes, but they get all that clothes, but they also get all the other gear. It's really, it's really sick. So a chance to stay and if you go to the Sweet 16, you get it again. Oh. <laughs> you, you get another, you get another swag bag. Like every river round you go, you get more and more stuff. So staying alive, <laughs> staying alive is a really big, it's really a big deal. So that's why I think the kids want to stay alive so badly. And when you go back home after the first weekend, it's you, oh. you know, for some schools, you're the king. BMOC, baby. You Hell everywhere yeah. you go. You, you just walk, you just walk around and you're just like pipping yourself. You're like, make sure the- all the all the gears clean that week. Yeah. <laughs> walking around Monday and Tuesday, at least before we leave for the next venue. Walking around, hanging yep. out the student union, everything else we got to do. Every uh, high, boy, high five. Graduate- look at that shot of Pittsburgh on a TV right now. I'm watching Auburn and Oh, I, I I've got the halftime Oh, that's I'm watching I'm watching Auburn and Jackson and Jackson. Pittsburgh has a regional. It's great. We we found out that we have a regional here next year. I know. We found that out two nights ago. I was like, there oh, really? many people at this basketball game though at noon at Pittsburgh yeah. on a Friday. On a Friday. Without mm. a local without a local team? Nah. Uh, Come on now. Yeah. They're all they're, they're all there for Duke. Remember, because all the different sections. Who know who's the big seed in Pittsburgh? Not Villanova. Duke. Villanova. They're all there for the late the late game tonight. That's when they're all show up because it's all segmented. Oh, Villanova's about- next. It's all segmented based upon your fan bases. So session tickets, how how it goes in for session. Tennessee, Chattanooga, and Illinois, and UAB, Houston, and they're going to Pittsburgh. Like I mean, I ain't going to be too many people at those games. The late session. That's not good. That's not good. All right, we got uh, Mo Pearson from WinBet coming on here at the uh, at ten thirty Pacific, one thirty Eastern. So before we get to Mo, I think you'll come on. Yeah, I I I have a good vibe with Mo here. Let's talk about the big NFL story here locally and nationally yesterday. Just Do you believe this? Okay, the Raiders have traded a first round and a second round pick for Devontae Adams, and they're giving him $28 million a year for six years. <laughs> He's 29 years old. What the hell's going on? The, in the history of the NFL, for guys who have been highly productive at a Pro Bowl level into their mid-30s, the list is short. Oh, boy. How do you feel about not just the trade, but the contract the Raiders are giving to Devontae Adams? How do you feel about the contract? I don't like anything about the entire deal. I don't like the trade. I don't like I don't like it at all. You don't like the Raiders getting Devontae Adams for the Raiders right now? Not with Derek Carr at the quarterback's spot. They played together in college, you know. Don't I don't, I don't care. Fresno State happened nine years ago. Ooh. I don't care. I don't I you have a you have a quarterback. 
who is set to make $40 million a year, who should not be making $40 million money a year. Money don't matter. Stop looking at the money. It ain't your money that you're It's spending. not my money. It's the salary cap money as to what you're investing in the don't cap. Matter. And I think investing $28 million on a wide receiver, okay? Uh, look, it, it comes down to this. Either they win the Super Bowl or the trade was stupid. Whoa. That's it. You're going to put that on Devontae Adams and Derek uh-huh. Carr? I know I'm, I'm putting that on David Ziegler and Josh McDaniels for making the decision to make this move. They gave up their first round pick. By the way, the Raiders will not pick in the first round when they host the draft. <laughs> okay. Not that that matters all that much, but that's kind of a bummer for anything locally happening here. There will not be a Raider pick, you know, with the Raiders hosting the NFL draft and a second round pick. It's extreme capital for a 29 year old wide receiver. That alone. Wide receiver in the game. Correct. Okay. Correct. At 29. We're just getting another guy. I would agree with you. Okay. You get an unbelievable in a guy who has chemistry with your guy. And I understand all that. Yeah. What does he look like in year three, year four, year five? They don't care about that. Well, then, NFL contracts, they don't care about that. They don't well, they care, better about, care about that because it's dead they, money. They and just keep can, escalating this yeah, money. Like it, it could hamstring the franchise. You have a quarterback. Who may make f- you can't him. cut him. It's dead money. And then you're screwed. That's the problem with that stuff. I mean, you, the first three years of the deal is what really matters. Late in the contract, you can do this. But the first three years of a six-year deal, making $28 million a year. Again, it's the AFC West is stupid right now. It is the great. best division in football. It is. It's not great. even. There's not even like a question. It's the best division in football, and it's going to be the most competitive. Every game's going to be a war. I mean, the Raiders have an offense now with arguably the best tight end in Darren Waller, the best wide receiver in Devontae Adams, yeah, a top five running back in Josh Jacobs, yeah, and however you feel about the slot receiver position. They've got a really, I mean, Renfro is a really interesting piece. I mean, he's sort of like one of the, one of the under, underappreciated weapons in the NFL. If I was still doing fantasy leagues, I'd be drafting Renfro. I could tell you that he can catch a lot of balls. Now that Devontae's on that field. I would agree with that entirely. He's going to be a huge weapon. (laughs) And you know what though? Waller is too, because what, this move tells me is that Josh McDaniels wanted Belichick to do a lot more with the wide receiver position and 100%. he never would and he never he would. Do it. And Josh is like, shit, I'm I'm free. I'm Let's here. go. I'm going. Like, like, like I can I can get Devontae Adams. I want Devontae Adams. Like th- th- that's what that tells me is that Josh was like, Oh, I don't got the guy. The old guy can't control me anymore. Let's oh. go spend. This is like the college kid with the unlimited credit card. Dad can't tell me what to do anymore. Din, 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 din. I'm just like, let's go Rodeo drive. Let's <laughs> take the credit card and just start spending. So oh, th- that that's all this deal looks like to me is that Josh wanted more in new England and didn't get it. And now they're like, wait, we can get Devontae Adams. He buys a house in Vegas. He bought a gigantic, I guess in the ridges, he has a monster house in the ridges that he bought purchased. the whole neighborhood. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like he has a, like a whole compound that he yeah. built. I think it's like 40 million or something. It was some stupid the, price tag that he, he bought the whole mountain over. Yeah. He bought, he bought, he, he he's, he's going to live large here and live very well here. And it was, I guess in the works for weeks. And I guess Aaron Rodgers knew like Aaron, he was told before you signed the contract, Devontae is not coming back. So it was, and maybe it came from Devontae. Like, I don't want to play here anymore. Like I'm done. I don't want to play. I don't, I don't want to play here. I don't trust these I guys. I want to a franchise tag. He told yeah. him. Yeah. Well, no, not even that. He, he wasn't going to get paid period. 
So it's like, how would he have sat multiple franchise tags? You know, he felt like he had one big contract left. And I mean, I do think there is something about the quarterback wide receiver connection being very deep. Like David Carr said last night on the NFL network that Devonte Adams is family. Like this is, this is a guy who was part of our family. Like we, we are constantly in contact. We have talked about us playing together forever. This is not like a one flash in the pan type of thing. Like this is a long standing, deep relationship that we want to have with Devonte and his family. And we're going to, I love you know, it. Yeah. So for that reason, I think that's important. The, uh, I, I'm still, I still look at the defense and I'm still like, mm, okay. I, I, I need one to see thing at a time, Matthew. Okay. My goodness. We, okay. But I, I got the best wide receiver in the game. You still have Derek. Is Derek Carr going to win a Super Bowl? He might. Well, no, who knows? <sighs> I mean, if he can't throw the ball with these weapons, then yeah. But my problem is, is like Matthew you're bringing Stafford in just won a Super Bowl. He, he did the list of quarterbacks. In but who's years, I mean, Okay. So who's better, Matthew Stafford or Derek Carr? I mean, before just as just if you were picking, like, who would you pick first? Uh, it's close to even. Ooh, not Who's for younger? me. Not for me. I take Stafford over the arm talent alone. I'm taking Stafford. Derek Carr does not have the strongest of arms. That's part of the problem. Those a lot of those a lot of lollipops. Not a big dude. We'll not, a, not not a large. He's not much. Derek Carr is not that much bigger than me. Like seriously, it's not that bigger not, than me. It didn't even move the odds. I can tell you that. Right, nothing. None of, it, none of that matters. But I mean, it just makes the AFC West. I'm I'm beyond excited for. Oh yeah. Uh, well, the offense. I, I I mean, I want to see what Josh is going to do because remember how McDaniel's got the job was he sat down with Mark Davis and he laid out basically the entire Patriot plan and he took Patriot player and inserted Raider player took Patriot player, inserted Raider player, and said, if you like the, the Patriots offense, this is what I'm going to bring here. Right. And you guys are going to have a better version because you have better players than what we had in New England. I got better players. So, like, we had Gronk, but now I got Waller, faster, more athletic. You know, we had Edelman. Now I've got Renfro. Renfro's very similar. I probably still take Edelman. Renfro's similar. We had running backs to look at. We've got running backs here to come in and, and, and run with and, and play with. So we've got that. The offensive line is a work in progress. I imagine they're going to address some issues there with the offensive line, but what the Raiders are going to, I mean, what they're saying is that we have to score. What's weird about the AFC West right now, and I'm not saying it's not totally uncommon for this to happen because when you have a alpha, the alpha tends to say, come get me. Chiefs have been weirdly quiet. They've been very, very quiet in the division. I mean, did they have an immediate need? Well, they lost Taron Matthew. So their heart and soul of the defense is gone. So they haven't replaced that yet. I don't think there's that many replacement options. Potential. Maybe the that. draft. Maybe you the know. draft. Yeah. I mean, I mean in their just, offense, they ain't got to do nothing. They got all the pieces in the offense. What is true. They're going to sign. Well, I mean, they just got a great tight end. They got great wide receivers. They got defensively. The they got the couple running backs. I mean, they're they're set offensively. They need to keep getting linemen. Yeah, which they did, and yeah. fixed that. Now they need, you know, to replace the safety. Well, that's, I mean, that's not so easily done on the free right. agent market. So they'll draft somebody or they'll do something. But yeah, they'll, uh, 
you know, I don't know. I like them being quiet is not a bad thing. I, I don't think. I, I think what's interesting is if you look at where the, the division, like the defense for the Chargers has been totally reworked. Yeah. They've, they've totally reworked. They have totally reworked that. <laughs> and then we, Mo, we can't, they can't hear you. We can hear you, but they can't hear you. So. <laughs> Yeah, hold on a second. Well, okay, bring Mo on. He's just going to talk to us off air, and the audience right. is not going to know that we're talking to Mo. So go ahead. Let's bring him. They can hear you yet. They will hear. They'll hear you in one second. Matt will bring you on, and yeah. and, and and then we'll chit check about where you guys are at WinBet and what you guys are up to and what you're doing. Hold on. <laughs> once, we, once we roll. This is one of the fun things that we can have conversations off air with people who are off the screen who can hear us, but they can hear you. By the way, Auburn up by 12 at half. 39 Boy, that tw- changed. 39.27. I can't do math that fast. What's that? 66? 39.27. Yeah, 66. 66. So it just went over. Yeah. It was 65 and a half. One H over. Damn. Damn. Half a point, man. <laughs> if you had that first half under, you were sitting there. You were, you were pissed <laughs> off about <laughs> that, man. That was not good. Oh, there he is. The man, the myth. Look good. Mo Pearson. <laughs> Win bet sports. I, Dave, I haven't talked to Mo since I appeared on that podcast you guys used to do together all back in the day. Yep. I haven't seen Mo in a long time. Mo, it's been years. Matt, Matt, Dave, how are you, my friend? What's going on? I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Seriously. It's like old times. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so. Uh, Mo, for the people that don't know, you're at Heed These Takes on the Twitter. Yeah. You're over there in the room. <laughs> Every morning, we had Maddie on a week or two ago. Every morning, you two are doing this open the lines show thing with the cameras and you're talking to each other. Tell the people a little bit about what you got going on at WinBet with that thing. Please. Yeah, I didn't agree to any of that to begin with. <laughs> No, I'm, it's, um, you know, we, we thought, uh, you know, when we started doing it, even prior, we were talking about it with Alan and, you know, and obviously Matt, who's on, who, who does a great job, but we just figured like a lot of people ask a lot of questions about how, you know, stuff gets done in, in the back. And like, do we have like a bunch of these algorithms and computers and stuff like that? And, you know, it's, they think it's, you know, it's, it's pretty tough to, you know, make a line for a game, but in, in fact, you know, if you're paying attention enough and, you know, obviously it takes a little bit of math and, you know, a little bit of thought into what you're doing, but, um, you know, us giving it and giving it to the people and it being on camera and us having fun with it was like the big deal for it. And we're just kind of happy that a lot of people enjoy something like that and think it's interesting, um, you know, considering it's from guys like us. So, you know, we're pretty happy with that alone. What does it mean for you guys from the business side of things when you guys are going first? Because for one, I appreciate it because of somebody who bets overnight you're the place I go first. <laughs> I'm looking at win bet lines more than anybody else because you guys are popping up those numbers quickly. You know, f- from a business standpoint, you guys are kind of setting the market. What does that mean for you guys to be the first to market with numbers? I think the big thing was transparency. And like, we wanted people to understand that, you know, we're not trying to give away any secrets or anything, but it's almost like a us versus, you know, you know, anyone that's going to bet against us mentality. And we're okay with that. So we're okay with talking about how we're going to come up with a line. We're also okay with people betting it, even if we're on air, putting them up. So, you know, it's, um, you know, gamesmanship and, you know, we're happy just to, just to be a part of it and just to have people think that like these lines are pretty good. You know, even if they bet into them, it's almost like a challenge, not just for us, but for the better. So, you know, we're pretty happy with that. 
keeps you sharp. That's for sure. I mean, you know, cause it's right there. And like, you guys are literally taking bets as they're up. What else keeps you sharp, Mo, is not only the hair, oh, sometimes man. the gear and the pictures and stuff. And we put <laughs> one out on the Twitter last night for the people in the peacock t-shirt from back in the day. How big was the peacock win for you guys at the joint, but maybe for your pocketbook a little bit too. The people need to know. I didn't think uh, there would be a point where I would post a picture like that and then get on a show immediately afterwards. So, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, some people don't even know where St. Peter's is or the team in itself. Um, We did really well on it. Uh, just from parlays alone, which I think a lot of um, shops probably did great mm. on it as well. Mm. Um, I took a little bit of 17 and a half when it opened and obviously, you know, kind of went past my number. I didn't think much of it. I didn't think they were going to win the game, but, you know, personally, it was fine. I think it was bigger for the book. Did you go there? No, where, no, where, no. This where is, does that T-shirt come from? Like, are you a uh, St. Peter's T-shirt? There's a me and me and a good friend of mine, my, my boy, Dan, um, we were betting uh, the Metro Atlantic years back and what back home years ago. No, it's um, but we were here. We were watching a lot of Metro Atlantic and St. Peter's was dominating on defense. And they went on this ridiculous run that we we won a bunch of money. And I said, well, I'm just going to buy a shirt. You know, this is way before Vegas Dave was rocking stuff before he nah. was in a bunch of his Super Bowl stuff or whatever. But, right. you know, that was a big deal for me. And wearing the shirt was like a pride of honor. So. Um, not like I was trying to boast about it because they beat Kentucky. It was just funny that, you know, they actually won and they got the spotlight for me to even post a picture like that. It's an incredible, incredible win. Was, was the Kentucky win bigger than the Iowa win just based on the handle? Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I like Richmond the whole time. And I thought Iowa was, you know, soft, you know, even though they won that big 10 tourney, I thought they kind of shot their, their, uh, you know, shot the lights out enough to, you know, kind of be it being a tough run. Sorry, I apologize. It for it to be a tough run for them, even in the tourney, but they got a bad draw against a team that, you know, almost a magic run for them to get through the A10. So we were we were gonna book towards Richmond. It kind of got behind us, and then we ended up losing a lot <laughs> quite a bit to the sharp betters that bet 10 and a half and 10. So it was a pretty unfortunate result for a side that we liked. Interesting. Um, how busy was it, Mo? Just in general. I mean, like. We're back. You know, we didn't have a, a, a March badness two years ago because of the mm-hmm. pandemic. Last year, restricted because of, you know, things going on with the mask and everything. But now it seems like, and I know you guys aren't maybe as involved with the Vegas stuff at Wynn, but you're involved with the other places and in other states. Did you think the handle was up? Did it meet your expectations for what you thought, um, you know, a tournament handled day should be? Yeah, you know, and we had a few days, you know, as far as us getting the lines up and obviously having the future up was a big deal. But, you know, I think we're in eight states now and I think we got a, a enough handle for us to be you know, busy enough for us to enjoy our, the fruits of our labor watching the games now and sweating them out. So, you know, uh, I think we're pretty happy with the handle where we're getting and, you know, day up handle has been pretty strong as well. So, uh, you know, we're just we just got into New York. It's a monster. Arizona's been huge. New Jersey's been huge. So, you know, it's been pretty fun. Not only up up before to, before taking all those bets up until this point, but day of has been real fun too. Is there anything on the board today, Mo, that's jumping out to you? Any any either line, any either action, any anything that's impressing you that you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna pay attention to that game. I've seen a lot of sharp action on Texas Tech early. I mean, from mm-hmm. from respected guys, and you know they laid 14 and a half, 15, and 
And that line hasn't really went anywhere. Uh, you know, I would think, I don't know if it might creep up a little bit more before the game starts, which I think a lot of favorites have been doing. Um, you know, Kentucky went from 17, 17, 17 and a half to 18 and a half. So the Texas Tech line is very interesting because of all the sharp opinions I've seen on it and it not going anywhere. Um, that one, and then I'm a big TCU um, <laughs> supporter. And I I was a big fan of that. So I, I opened one. I think we were the only one when we opened it kind of trailed back. They shoved it right in my face. I think it's Seton Hall one and a half now. So I haven't been looking at much totals, but those two lines I'll be, you know, kind of focused on going forward today. I'm with you. I like TCU a lot. That's one of those teams. I mean, they beat Kansas. I mean, it's just one of those teams that doesn't get the attention for whatever reason. And Seton Hall's got that brand name of being the adjustments. Some people, some big basketball people love the fact that the Hall always tends to play better in the second half, the second half than the first half. So I, I like that TCU line, them being favored. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's most fun game. I, I think we've been picking on the Big East as well, man, because I think I have Delaware for a little bit as well. So maybe just any Big East team. I, I don't know if I'm a big fan of. So I think I, I got a buddy of mine it. who's yeah, I, I got a buddy, a buddy of mine who has two dimes on, on Delaware plus 15 today. And it's interesting because I stayed off of it. I, I think I think it's the right side. But my fear is that Nova has a massive recruiting incentive to destroy Delaware. Yeah, like they're they're literally neighbors. Like they're next to like Jay Wright has to dominate this game. Like this is a this is a big game for Jay Wright's program, and that's what scares me about a second half leaving the starters in, run the score up, and win by you know by eighteen nineteen points. Yeah, Lindy brought it up that you know they were kind of close in the proximity of where they're at as far as from a recruiting standpoint. I don't know when the last time the Hens actually been into the dance. I feel like they faltered me in the Colonial for years. <laughs> So yep. seeing them get in there is almost ridiculous, but you know, and putting them against both. Nova is also ridiculous. I mean, they're in, yeah. but they're also in against the team they recruit against as their big brother in the region. So that's my, that's like, thank you committee. There's a storyline. You wanted the Philly media market to pay attention. Well, they're going to pay attention now. Now it's time. Yeah. I, I always, I've been saying this whole, you know, for months that it's been a Cardinal sin to bet against Jay, right. And then I ended up doing that anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of the world I live in. That's what I'm doing yeah. right now. Yeah. So, you know, so, so, all right. If college basketball is going on, obviously there's, there's, there's a lot happening, but I, you know, I know you guys are doing the NBA stuff, opening lines every day and stuff. There's two games I'm looking at. They're late. We got people listening all over the country, all over the world, downloading it later, et cetera, et cetera. Matt is a Boston guy. The Celtics, something's up with the power rating. I don't understand it. They're coming on. They're 10-point favorites, nine and a half at some places at Sacramento today. And then the other late game is the Suns only laying five and a half at home against the Bulls, who cannot beat a good team. I know you looked at those numbers. I know you opened those games up after the discussion. Just give me a quick little hit on each one, what you're thinking and what those numbers may or may not be later tonight. I was late personally on the Celtics moving them up in my ranking. So, you know, anytime I see them at a questionable number number to some, you know, it's probably right or it should be more. So seeing it being 10, I think I'm okay with. But the Suns one was interesting when we were talking about it yesterday when we were opening it. I was telling Matt that, you know, I think the Bulls are like one in 15 against the top seven teams in the NBA You know, especially on the road, it's tough. They just got slaughtered by the Jazz. You know, I thought that was, you know, just about on on par for the course of how they've been playing. So Jay Crowder, I think, was a big deal for him being out, I think, today. So it kind of pushed the number back a little bit. Mm. He's a big part of the offense without Paul obviously being in, um, which everybody knows. But, yeah, five and a half is, it seems right just because of the Crowder deal. I think we had seven. But, you know, just because of the Bulls, how they've been playing, maybe it just seems a little bit, you know, weird that it's still there now. 
What do you make of where the Lakers are? Because oh, oh man, oh boy, I'm just oh, blindly no. betting against them. So I laid <laughs> I laid eight and a half last night. I, I mean, I saw you guys lay eight and a half. I mean, the number when oh, Toronto man. was at LA, they were laying four. They're laying eight and a half or nine. I laid eight and a half from a book perspective. I mean, like, what do you do with this? Because you know, Laker money is going to come in if you guys lay it too high. It's going to come in with Laker money, but Lakers can't cover anything right now. Yeah, we've been kind of on the a little bit bullish because, like, we <laughs> we haven't moved quick enough on these Lakers games, and I think that's what we're going to be doing going forward. So, you know, maybe we take two, four dimes when we when we shouldn't be doing that. So, hopefully, we can save some bets. And move it as quick as possible when we see like a, a you know a respected bet on Lakers, we just move it two three points or something and just get everything out of the way because they've, they've just been terrible. <laughs> terrible. Last one for me, Bo. Before we let you go, I met you and we started doing the podcast afterward. But you were working at Caesars and you came out. You said hello. We were going to talk about doing the show, and then you started watching a game. And you go crazy watching a game. And you've been known to be famous amongst all of us people that live and work in Vegas for being a show in yourself watching the games because of action and what you got going on now in the book. Have these dudes wanted to kick you out of that room while this March Madness is going on? Are you a, a, do you have your own little area in there? How much fun are you having watching the games? I wish you knew where I sat in the trading room. It's pretty sizable. I, they put me in the corner, deep, deep left corner. So that <laughs> was you. almost, you know, very, yeah, pretty happy. You know, they were okay with that. Um, I don't, I, I'm yelling, but they they know that already. A lot of people already know me in that room from doing that. So they're okay with it. But I, I got betting etiquette. I know when to like, you know, be quiet when there's like a big, you know, possession, probably not sometimes, but yeah, I, <laughs> I make it known when I, when I have a team and I feel like I could pull it back a little bit now learning that, you know, if we're all in it to, you know, betting on one team, sometimes not saying anything is bigger than saying something. Mm. Uh, Especially we'll in that room. Yeah. We'll get you on this. When you guys see an LSU, which is more talented than Iowa state, but they fire their coach before the tournament. I mean, how, what does that do to your power rankings when you're trying to figure out what to make a line or how to, how to handle a game when a head coach gets fired before the tournament? We thought it was a plus. Ooh. Really? <laughs> well, I did personally. Wow. I think, I you don't like Will Wade. Whoa. All right. It was a better draw that they got Iowa State, a team that's been struggling. And, you know, some people are confused on the seating in itself, even though they had, you know, an incredible non-conference run. Um, but, you know, we, we were pretty upset with Wade. Uh, in that Arkansas game when they got demolished in the second half. And I'm pretty sure that everyone at LSU was considering the result of him being fired, but there wasn't really much that we put into it. We thought the, the guys, and we looked up a lot of the guys that were, uh, that were going to take over for the team were well-equipped to at least, you know, keep the talent on that team, you know, good enough to try to make a run into the tournament. Yeah. The money, numbers coming down. I, I appreciate that. I'm just waiting. I, I love LSU today. I'm just letting it yeah. go, go down, 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 down. <laughs> Take, take LSU. It's done a three and a half. Love. He said love, Mo. He don't know. Oh, I love LSU. <laughs> I, 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 I love LSU today. Absolutely. Hey, I, I, strong word. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm one in one on my loves. I loved Providence. I loved you Arkansas. Did. Okay. And I, I missed it by a hook for going two and oh. So yeah, right. In the mix. I don't, I, I mean, I'm not holding you to it. First thought Providence against Richmond. 
You're taking a dog, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, who's the dog? Spiders. Richmond? Yeah, spiders plus two, three. two and a half. Okay. Yeah, three point dog. So I, I had the spiders going like they're going to face Kansas. I'm assuming they're going to win this game and lose yeah. that game by about 40. So yep. okay. that's my that's my thought. Yeah, I, that's I, what's the, gonna the draw that KU got is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, they got, they're loving it. They got incredible. Yeah, they're in the driver's seat, baby. They're in the driver's seat. Yeah. (laughs) Mo, tell the folks where they can watch this amazing show you guys are doing. Your 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 opening line report. You can find us on what we do. We use it on Streamyard, but uh, we're always on uh, our WinBet Twitter account uh, at WinBet. Um, Usually, we put it on um, at Lindy Train, Matt Lindemans. uh, Posts, or I'll be reposting it on at Heed These Takes. So you know, those are three spots that you can find them on. You know, follow the at win at winbet account. We got a lot of good stuff going on there, and uh, you know, hopefully we can keep putting pumping out interesting stuff for the people. Thank you, my friend. This was a lot of fun. We'll do it again soon, right? You're the Appreciate best. It. Thanks, guys. See you, brother. Mo Pearson at Heed These Takes on Twitter from Winbet, joining us here on the Bostonian versus the Book. So that leads us right, right into the props.com story of the day, which is about the South region in Villanova, Delaware. This is interesting. Oh, so what do you make of this here? Because Papa Bear's got two grand on Delaware today. He posted that ticket this morning. Okay. And we've got a story up on props.com all about this as to where the sharp money is coming in. And it looks like the sharp money is all going to come in here on Delaware, not on Villanova. What do you make of this? Big East has been okay, not great. It's a pretty big number, though. 15 points for a Nova team that's currently in the 200s of pace of play. Yikes. They are a slow basketball team. They do not play fast. Mm, I'm not crazy about it. Laying laying 15 or taking 15? Laying 15. I'm not crazy about either side, to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm staying you don't away. have to bet every game. It might, yeah. be, it might be a perfect number to make you stay away. I mean, it starts at 11.45 yeah. uh, our time, yeah. so it's up next, which is so, good. Yeah. So we'll be able to take a look at it. This is a perfect – I tell people this all the time. When you see that number that gives you pause, that's a, that's a scream out, wait it and play it in-game. Mm-hmm. Wait and play an in game. Yep. You'll get a feel for the way that game's going to go. If Delaware's completely overmatched and can't get baskets, and it looks like Villanova can cover, if it's still not, you know, the opening number is this, you can you can lay this if you need to. If Delaware is competitive, this number's just going to come down, and you can play Villanova. Mm. Or, or right away, you know, you'll see that Delaware is going to keep this thing closed. The pace of play is going to be this. And you may not get 15, which it closed, but you may get 13 or 12 and a half. Now, that's not taking the best number, but now you feel more comfortable doing it. So this is this is a perfect thing for me to, to, to say I don't need to do anything pregame. Under, under would be the only thing I would look because 135 may be the top. If it starts slow, was watching all day yesterday. The in-game movement on a college basketball is different than it is in the NBA. Drastically, they're over moving stuff because there's so much like droughts are eight minutes long in, in this stuff. Like Loyola went eight minutes today mm-hmm. this morning without mm-hmm. scoring in the first half. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes eight minutes in the NBA without scoring. So no. you have to, you have to move the number quickly from 135. Like it, it moves in sixes 
They were moving it like from 135 to 129 to 125 and a half. And I totally understand that because you're not getting a bet on mm-hmm. the over at any point unless you move it, move it, move it. So there's opportunities if you think this is the peak. 135 may be the peak. Okay, it's terrible. So Loyola is down by 11 to Ohio State, 11 minutes to play. Yeah. This is one of the best shooting teams in the country. And Ohio State has completely stagnated them. Locked them down. It's really an impressive performance, Ohio State defensively. Loyola's got 26 points. Three-fourths of the way through this game, they have 26 points. That is, poof. But they're still alive. I mean, the crazy thing. They hit two threes, and all of a sudden, it's five. Well, there's one. and Oh. Just hit one. So, now it's nine. So, is that, must have been a two? That must have been a two. But, I mean, that's the thing about this team. If they can cause turnovers and capitalize, they t- they've caused... They've caused what nine turnovers. They haven't capitalized on them here in this game. And Ohio State offensively has not been impressive either. It's just that Loyola has been worse. Ohio State hasn't scored in three minutes. But this is what, you know, in terms of what Loyola's going to have to do here. Now they're in the one on one. That's not good. So now seven foul fouls on Loyola with 10 20 to play. Ooh. That's a that's, long time, right? It's a long time. I mean, both teams yeah. are in the bonus, but for Loyola to come back, you don't want to be given any foul is now going to be a shooting foul as you try to come back. I don't know how the I don't know how the Buckeyes are as a free throw shooting team, but if they're good, that's bad. <laughs> that's right. going to be really bad. Yeah, it's too much time on on this. So I mean, I knew not that I knew I was it. I misses the one and one. I knew I was dead, not dead, but I was concerned about it when. Patrick Everson's action report video popped this morning and he was talking about basically 65% of bets and money were all in Loyola at BetMGM. And I was yep. like, uh-oh. I was like, so far in this tournament, you don't want to be on that side. <laughs> who wants a who wants a fade sister Jean? I mean, seriously. She's 102 years old. God bless her. 102. I'm I just it's incredible. My heart every time I hear her name, see her, I'm like, man, oh man. 102. You already won. I mean, that's just the tip of the cap. I mean, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. You get to see games. She can travel. Not only is she 102, she's traveling. You think she still drives? She has to because you can't fly. That'd be that'd be tough to fly. Unless she's flying like with the team, which is possible. She's flying charter with the team. That's possible. But commercial? I mean, just like to the store. Do you think she still drives a car? No. No way. No, oh, no, 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 no. There's no way. At 102? <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, I, can you, I don't know if you can, you know, I think, well, I don't know if this state has it, but I, I know in some state, in Massachusetts, I think after you hit the age of 80, you have to take a driver's test like every year. Really? Yeah, they like make sure that you can still drive. <laughs> My sure. grandmother drove till she was 83. Incredible. Yeah. 83. That's this one we just said, you know. You can't do it anymore. Drive no more. Yeah. yeah, it's. The in-game is Loyola in Ohio State is 100 and a half right now. Oh, yeah. 100 and a half. I would still bid under. I know. It's 67 right now. 67. I mean, are they scoring 35 more points in this game? It's going to come close to that. I don't know. I mean, it depends upon free throws. 98? Depends on free throws. I mean. Well, they got 10 minutes at a bone. Oh, nine minutes now. Oh, it's a bad call. That's a. Jeez. 
okay, this is what's going to happen now. Any little ticky tack, everything's going to get called. They're going to be flopping like crazy. All right, time for the betprep.com prop of the day. We are going to the Chicago Bulls today. Unfortunately, yesterday we got blitzed. Joseph scored 13 points on that. Almost came out of here, but let's, they were looking for unders. What I, what, what the note said from our friends at betprep.com is that Matt has been saying he wants unders. So they were looking for unders, but everything was heavily juiced to like minus 170. So he didn't like it. Right. So they're, they're, they're looking around and they found Bulls guard Zach Levine over three and a half assists at minus 120 at DraftKings. They feel the number should be four and a half, okay. not three and a half. He's had four or more in every game over the last 10 against a team with a winning record. Over to over to four or more nine of the last 10 after his team failed to cover and over and four or more in seven of the last eight games overall averaging five per only game versus the Suns this year. Last month, Levine had eight assists. Suns are allowing shooting guards to have 5.6 assists per game this season. This is pretty much average with the rest of the year. If you want another one, Rudy Gobert is still set at 12 and a half for rebounds. He had 20 in his last game. They think that is also set too low. Books have not adjusted. But how do we feel about Zach Levine over three and a half assists against the Suns? It's so funny because um talked to somebody yesterday and we talked about the different levels of offerings at books elsewhere versus books here because right. the guy was like, I'm here and you guys, they don't have none of the stuff that I like to bet on. Yep. And I said, yeah. And he said, why? And I said, because we suck. It's well, no, I said it's more of a, a labor problem. Like they just don't have enough people because they actually want to watch them as opposed to some of these books that automate the whole process mm-hmm. and they keep putting up the same number. And someone like Bet Prep will tell us, or if we're, we're betting it, the same number is going to appear on Rudy Gobert. He could have 25 games in a row, it'll mm-hmm. be 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. You just said Zach Levine had, what'd you say, eight games in a row? He's had uh- over. Uh, he's gone seven of eight over the last eight. Yeah. Seven of eight, four or more averaging five per game over his last eight games. Right. He's averaging five per game. And this number is three and a half Mm -hmm. number should be four and a half. If you were paying any attention or you were booking it yourself, Mm -hmm. you would know that because you have to put the number in. Now these processes put the number in over. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to tell you under three and a half. When he's averaging five, he's done it seven of eight. I'm going to tell yeah. you. What's the juice on this, though? Over three and a half minus what? 120. Oh, definitely got to play that. Yeah. We can't play here in Vegas, but yes, <laughs> I would definitely I would definitely play that. And, and that's part of the problem. I think it's becoming, a, you and I have argued about this. I think it's becoming a bigger problem. People are coming from other parts of the country where they can have better betting menus in their home state. It makes us look bad. I mean, it does. It doesn't it, it, because they're leaving. They can go back and bet it. So for four days, they can't bet it. Okay. We've got the toy department. I understand that we're the, we're the adult Disney world. I, I get it. It is a circus, man. I, I understand. I mean, I'm going to Circa later today. I I, I mean, I, I I get it. The ballroom's all open. You were there yesterday with all the tables and everything yeah. else. And like, you can walk out free Fremont streets. Can't recreate that. Like that's nope. just... Zooey, like just crazy people and crazy things and 
you know, all sorts of adult things going on. Can't recreate that, but it's still frustrating. I still am frustrated when I look at what the audience that's listening to us right now in their home state, and we are the quote unquote gambling capital of the country, and we can't get the market that they get. Automated or not automated, we still can't get it. For now. For now. Betfred, DraftKings, Fandle. Okay. Those are the three. They come in. From what I've been told by all of them, whenever I ask the question, all three have told me that they are bringing, if the gaming control board will allow them to automate, they will automate their menus for no props. Question. But the no game question. control board's got to allow them to do it. It's not just manpower. We, well, you you know more than me. The control board will, will, I mean, that's Robert, I, Robert Walker and I are. So, you, so you, you, you believe that the game control board will allow automated automation to happen for prop menus? No. See, not Robert Walker told me the same thing five years ago when I, when I was doing podcasts with Robert and he would say until the game and control board will allow automation, all these other companies can say they're going to come in here and do this, but the game and control board has got to say, yes, we will allow you to automate. And if they, they won't allow us to automate, there's no way we can do a market like other markets. Well, the gaming control board knows what I know and knows what Robert knows and how easily it can be manipulated. It's, it's for the regular guy. It's great. But it ain't making no money for the book. I can tell you that right now. And when it, when it does get <laughs> exposed and they can find ways around it with parlays and same game parlays and all these things that these books think they're offering to get more customers. Right. When they get beat up on things that happen because the guys on the other side of the counter are better, the game and control board's like, yeah, we need a human being watching this. Like, make sure if you're going to automate it, you can do this, but you can't do this and this and this. Like, And they'll ask the questions and the people that are bringing that software in they have a heads up. All you have to do is answer the questions. Make sure you have enough people. That will require books to hire more people, pay more people, which they don't want to do. They should do because that would only expand the menu. It would expand the volume, which would expand the handle, the taxes, and everything else. You have to invest in the people to do it. They won't do it. That's the problem. I'm going to shop today for this prop for Zach Levine over three and a half assists because it's a pretty, I mean, Zach Levine's a star. It's a big game. Chicago, Chicago versus Phoenix. It's a big game. I can already tell you that four books I've got on my phone do not have it. I don't, I don't even need to look. I know it's, I know it's not there. The only one, because we got all the same maps. Mm -hmm. We got all the same maps with you that might have it is the bed MGM in Vegas possible no way can't i mean i hope so that's one of my apps oh i I haven't looked but i hope so i hope you're right but bet mgm non-nevada yeah they'll have a ladder you can have zach levine two and a half three and a half four and a half five and a half six and a half (laughs) they'll just do they'll give you every option you'd want on this game they don't import those not to nevada Nevada. Mm -mm. nope it's always they'll have points they'll have have exact levine points They'll have Booker points. They'll have all the all the high level markets that favor the book, like everybody else. Right. 
I mean, it's like I, I've come to the point where like I almost just log on to these big marquee games and bet the under on all the big superstars in Vegas. Like I've almost come to that point where like that's what that's what all the sharp guys. Okay, that's, I've almost I've almost hit that point where I'm just like any big game that's got everyone's attention. I'm going to look at I'm going to wait till we get there and I'm just going to bet the under on every big prop and every big, you know, th- under 35 points, under 38 points. Giannis, like go through the group just do under, 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 under. And I'll hit four out of five or whatever. You will. You'll hit three out of five for sure. Like sixty percent. But I'm not doing it because I'm happy about it. I'm pissed off. <laughs> I, 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 I'm mad that now that I that I've come to this point where the prop menu sucks so bad in Vegas that whenever they do put up a prop menu, I'm like, oh, it's a trap. Like it's not actually like a legitimate market they're putting up. They're just putting it up because they have to put it up, and it's a trap for the public to walk into. I don't I don't know if it's a trap. It's just they have to do it. And then believe me, they welcome um more under than, action. Oh yeah, there was much much under action as possible. Well, no, it's getting over. They they want they some books will want it. Some books won't because it might be the only bets they're taking on it. Mm, true. That's the other hidden truth of all this. It's great for the media, it's great for content stuff, all of us. It's prop handle. It's a it's a blip. Not even a blip on the radar. So yeah, I bet the, by the way, what's going on this weekend? Come on. I bet the under on Texas Tech in, in Montana State. Good start. 20 to nine. I know. I just <laughs> looked up and saw that too. I'm like, is that a football score? What does that say? 28 to, to nine? nine. Texas Tech coming out. So that's Four decent because I'm going to get Layla Chicago wrong. That, that bet's dead. Five minutes to play. They're down by 14. Oh my. They did it again. Auburn, Jack State. What? Who did it again? You did it again. You're putting a reverse jinx on. I see what you're doing. This game's over. It's 14 points with five to play. They they scored 32 points in the game. They're going to double their you know, 50% their point total in five minutes. Okay. I mean, I'd love to see it, but I mean, this is not like it's a run. It's not like an 85 70 game at the moment. This is a 46 34 game. The game just scored. Total is a hundred and a half still. See what's well, yeah. It's a good number. Has it moved? It's good. It's 80 points, 20 points in the next five minutes. Good number. I think it's a good number. I'd probably still bit under on this game. See, I'd, if it was me up right now, I'd move it to 98 and a half just to see if anybody would actually bet it over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hard to believe. They're front running, they're front rimming everything. It's everything. it's everything. And just every shot's short. I mean, their legs are dead. They can't every every even when they shoot it, like when they put up threes, they've they're one of 15. Today, Layola from behind the arc. Man, that stinks. When you get One to this point, 15. And you just can't make a shot. I mean, you can't, you're getting open looks. They can't but make This a is shot. what happens to, this is what normally happens to Valley teams. Like, this is the, right. This is what right. normally happens when you go through your conference tournament, you go up against one of the big boys. It happened to Wichita and to Creighton and to Drake and to Layola. Like, I've seen it for years with these Valley teams and Leola was the one school that just bucked the trend final four, two years ago, bucked the trend, bucked B. Okay. Right. I didn't B bucked sure. the trend. <laughs> Not F bucked. Yeah. They're playing they, the Buckeyes. That so makes sense. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Buckeyes bucked the trend. There you go. They went to the final four and then the sweet 16 last year. And it's the same group of kids, except for the big dude, the, the, the weird looking troll looking guy that they had for the last two years is gone. So that's the only difference. Every, every kid's back. 
from the final four year, every kid's back from it's why I bet them to win the Valley regular season. Mm. And I thought they would be live here in this game because they hit clutch shots. They can't even hit free throws right now. Did I hear that the coach is 30 years old? Correct. Youngest coach. Man. Mm-hmm. Man. Youngest coach to take a team to the tournament since a two, uh, the 29 year old did it for, um, with Cal and Jason Kidd's team. The coach was 29. But 30 years old. It's incredible. <laughs> There's moments throughout the day or l- week or whatever where I hear something and I'm like, man, I'm getting old. I heard that. And I'm like, did he say the coach was 30? I'm like, man, I'm old. Like, because, and that was the big, because when Porter left and went to Oklahoma, that's what Porter said. Porter was like, you're going to hire this guy. And they're like, he's 30. And they're like, he's like, yeah, you're going to hire this guy because he's going to stay. He's not going to go anywhere for a while. And that consistency will be huge. Right. So, I mean, lost. Uh, he didn't win the Valley. That They lost to Northern Iowa. So they, they lost on that um, for them to win. Or did they beat Northern Iowa? They were the four seed, right? They were in the, in the dance because they lost that game. I think that was right. Yeah. Um, I lost that. When they went to the final four, you mean? No, this year. In the Valley Tournament, I think they were the four oh. seed. They were the four seed in the Valley Tournament, and they won. But they won the Valley Tournament. They, they, they won the the auto bid. So right. it's just, you know, I I was concerned. Popular right now. I'll say this for the rest of the tournament for this weekend, as you guys are going to bet, be very careful with the popular dog, the popular small market, small school right now. Those teams are getting killed. This is and, a mantra for life. Beware of the public dog. Yeah, but not always, though. Not always. It's never, nothing is always, not especially in this business, but public dogs, man, they stink. They're no good. Like, because Vermont was, Vermont says public dog have fleas. Everybody's got an expression for it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this week, oh, it's, 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 you got to be real careful. Yeah. And I mean, money line betting may be your friend too. Just heads up on that. Better to book it time. Let's get to some. I, I got a bunch of plays to throw at you here. All right. So Notre Dame, the last nine games for the Irish have gone over. Really? Alabama is a jump shooting three point machine. You're wearing the Alabama hat at the moment. Oh, yeah. I am wearing the Auburn hat, which is rather ironic. It was not done on purpose. And that's the best part about this. None of this is done on purpose. True. Absolutely. So just what do you make of Alabama, Notre Dame over 152 today? Betting it or um, see what time is that game right there? Um, that's a good number, huh? Wow. Minimal movements. Yep. Didn't move much at all. Up to 153 and came back down. Yeah. I don't think that's, I mean, it's not high for Alabama games. Mm-mm. It's high for Notre Dame games. Like, no. 152 is not high. Their last two games have gone over by 42 points and 32 points. Not the game we just saw. The games. Game, the game we just saw against Rutgers. I mean, against. Uh, no, that, not including that game. Oh, but not, that game did go over, though. Yeah, took the overtime, double overtime. Um, I like see. it. What do you think about the side in this game? Alabama minus four, but I'm not betting it. 
This is definitely Alabama. I had to bet it. Bama minus four. Uh, so let's see. Okay. So the Rutgers total was 134. Went over by 42 points to double overtime. Right. The Vatek total was 132 and a half. Went over by 34 points. Then Pitt, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Wake Forest, all over. Boston College was 131 and a half. That was... Uh, well, 131 was Pittsburgh, and that game went over by just one point. But 131 and a half, yeah, that's what Boston. I mean. All, all their conference games were in the 130s, they didn't have the 150s. 150, 146, Syracuse went over by two points. 145, right. Wake Forest went over by eight points. 131 and a half, Boston College went over by 62 and a half points. 62 and a half, 99 95 final against Boston College in overtime. Uh, I don't know what that game was. Wow. If that was, it must've been overtime, but it doesn't say. I don't, it was I would, I, maybe not. It's just, sometimes it's just a bad number or a game goes a certain way. You don't yeah. see it. So Alabama has had their last four wow. games of 148 and a half, 154, 151 and 154 and a half all over. Right. By nine and a half, three, seven, seven. Vandy went under by seven and a half, but Kentucky went over by 16. Mississippi state went over by four and a half. So Bama's six of seven to the over nine in a row for Notre Dame over. Yep. Yeah. Over 152 bet is it. my play on that. Bet it, bet it, bet it. Second game, Chattanooga plus seven and a half against Illinois. Why do you like this one so much? Fading the big 10. And I love the length of Chattanooga. They are long, long, long. And people are underestimating this Chattanooga team. They are. They're dangerous. They're 100% dangerous to win this game outright coming up here today. I'm scared of this one. I'm betting it with you, but I'm not crazy about it. This might be the Big Ten team that everyone says that. Big you know, Ten right team's going to kick somebody's ass, I think, and this might be it. But I don't know. Why them? Maybe not. Your like, champion just got bounced. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You know, so like shot, you could take a shot at Iowa. You do. You're always I'm just saying they got they got beat by Richmond. Yeah, All right. <laughs> Ten point favorites got beat. I, I couldn't find a Spider-Man shirt to that one. I wear a oh. Spider-Man shirt for the spiders. I couldn't find nothing. Only I'll be that game, man. Game that, that, that game against Arkansas is gonna be wild. Arkansas and, Pro, Arkansas and Providence both might be winding up in the into the sweet sixteen. Yeah. Did you see the line on both of those games? Three. Four for Arkansas, three for Providence. Providence win by four. <laughs> this is what they do. <laughs> Providence win by four. <laughs> the winning cover is to piss everybody off, and they'll be like, "Oh, they they they're oh, lucky. They're oh, lucky. They're lucky." For 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 three more days after that, we're gonna hear about. It. They win on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, and then the preview of who they're gonna play. They can't be this lucky again. They're gonna be a complete fade. We'll be talking about that on Monday, how Providence made it through the weekend. Um, I Like I said, I'll bet this one uh, with you. It scares me, though. But, okay. I mean, that that's probably means it's probably pretty good. The biggest number I have bet in the first two rounds simply comes from the team we watched in the Big West final. I laid 18 with Duke. <laughs> Duke minus 18 against Fullerton. Everyone's expecting Duke to bow out, but Kentucky's loss wakes Duke up, makes them realize, wait a minute, if they can lose to St. Peter's, 
I think Fullerton's getting housed today <laughs> by Duke. <laughs> Betting or booking Duke minus 18. I'm not taking it. There's no way. This would be a pass. I'd have to see the beginning of this game at this number, but I would lay it with you here for better to book it. Um, Fullerton's team total got to be under. Like They're, they're going to really, really struggle to score. You see Arizona's team total today, by the way? I did not. 90 and a half. <laughs> 90 and a half against Wright State. Ninety and that's a t. That's a that's a team total. It's not like I mean, are you kidding me? It's not a game total. It's a, it's a ninety points. What is Wright's taking a score? 60? 70? What are they? I mean, nuts. What's the total in the game? One fifty-seven and a half, I think. So ninety to sixty. Arizona, it's one one fifty-seven is the total now for Wright State in Arizona, and their team total is ninety. So 90 to 67 is the projected score. So what's the line? 23, 24? 21 and a half. Okay. That's that's how you do it. Is that off? No. no. It's a little off. Matt doesn't equate there. Well, it's not. He can't make it exactly that. <laughs> I mean, only because, you know, you, you, if they probably want to keep it down a little bit and take some bets up. You heard the way Mo described how the action comes in. Mm-hmm. Get the dog money beginning. And then get to a number. So day of game, three hours before each game, it goes up because mm. you know everybody bets the favorite. So you just that's it's it's the same process. Fewest points in NCAA tournament game was Georgetown. Did you see that graphic? Loyola is in on pace to score the lowest number of points ever in a tournament game. And Ohio State's not that far behind. Yeah, high scores. They have fifty. Was, was 89 was points. This game's total 89 points in total. They ain't going to get to 100. No, as I said, I would have been under. <laughs> I would have been under on 100 points. I would have been under. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't. I wouldn't they get that. They're not scoring. They can't hit free throws. Like, let alone, they, they just can't score. Ohio State will dribble this out and end at like 95. Boy, that's a tough loss for Loyola. Bummer. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough way to go out. It's a lot of those seniors are leaving that team. That's, that's bitter. Final four was incredible, but. First round exit, scoring 39 points and being like one for 18 from behind three-point line. A lot of that's Ohio State. Some of that's tired legs. Some of that's just having a bad day. Just not your Just having a bad day. That's a bad day right there. Yeah. And finally, I am taking Colgate plus eight. Are you? Up against Wisconsin. I told you, I'm fading the Big Ten. I wasn't lying when I said I was going to fade the Big Ten in this tournament. I bet against the Big Ten like crazy. I bet against Ohio State. I was wrong. Uh, well, I, I think I'm two and two with this betting against the, the Big Ten. Right. Um, How do we feel about Colgate plus eight against Wisconsin? I don't know the first damn thing about Colgate. It's down to seven and a half. So it's a little bit. I know. Bit, little I, bit know I know. I know. A lot of these people like Colgate too. Um. So I got the moccasins. Oh no! I say I would bet that with you, but I didn't like it. Yes, yeah, so I Chattanooga. I got the killer C's today. Chattanooga and Colgate. All right, I'll book this one. This I can't bet them all with you. I gotta, I gotta book one. <laughs> I don't know enough, enough about Colgate. I know enough about Wisconsin that this scares me too. I'm not this. I don't like at all laying. Seven and a half. They could lose this game. 
by five. Uh, I, I think Wisconsin wins. Wins think, it doesn't cover. Yep. I think it's too heavy. Okay. That's that's the dream scenario for the book. There was a couple of those games yesterday. Mm-hmm. You heard Mo say, yep. Uh, and I read an article today somewhere else too that said um the Gonzaga cover, non-cover was really good. Akron didn't cover or covered against UCLA. Mm-hmm. Uh it was another one where the dog, you know, got there. Those are huge for the book. I mean, when when the dog wins outright, like St. Peter's beating Kentucky, forget about it. So yeah. I'm gonna would I'm you gonna be add, shocked if Colgate wins this game? Outright? Yes. Shocked is the wrong word. I don't think I'll be shocked surprised. because of what happened yesterday. I mean, like St. Peter's beating Kentucky. That that shocked me. It's one of the biggest upsets in recent yeah. history, maybe. I mean, that's a that's a big upset. Huge. Big, big, big. Two seed. I mean, any 15 2 is big, but that particular 15 to 2, it's really great. Right. What? How did that happen? Like, how? I will add LSU, though. I, I will be on LSU after talking to Mo. That kind of sealed it up for me with that. So I will, yeah. be, I'm going to let that come down. So I will, I will bet LSU minus three and a half today. Why is that line so low? Because the game's going to be really slow. But Ohio, I mean, Iowa State can't score. And it's interesting. Once Mo said we thought Will Wade being fired was a positive, it's like, oh, <laughs> that's different. Okay, that's 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 something. I mean, it's okay. I mean, we're all wired the same. We all think like like opposite sometimes. Mm. I mean, you know, Allen moved the line on Carson Wentz being signed with Washington. He moved the line up. So it got worse. He made a, he went from fifty to one to seventy to one when they got the quarterback. I love it. That's that's awesome. That is that is phenomenal. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's I think that's great. That's phenomenal. All right, favorite thing about today? Oh, well, that all these people were here. We're good to go. Like usually, we just trade tweets and send DMs and all this stuff. And I mean, you're going down there later. I'm um, we'll communicate after the show and try to coordinate it all. Cause I'd love to meet him in person as well. Oh, sure. But he's um, the skinniest, tallest drink of water you'll ever see. That's perfect. Six, that's seven rail. Told Looks you like Chet. All the Holm- tall people are coming in this week. I used he's, to say he's the Holmgren. He's the Chet Holmgren of sports betters. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So hanging out and seeing people um, is, is a lot of fun. I mean, it's exhausting because we're doing shows and stuff in between and all this mm-hmm. other stuff, but it's great. So the best thing about today for me is the going to go see and meet some familiar faces, some new faces, some old faces. And I mean, I don't know if you're watching a show and you're in town, mm. tweet DM. me, DM, because yeah, my I'll, DMs I'll are open. So every day, right? Like just I'll, DM me. And if I'm around, if you're in the area, I'd love to, I'd love to meet anybody. Um, yeah. Just say, Hey, we're here. You know, right. I'll, I'll come swing by and say, hi. Yeah, and we we can watch some games together and whatnot. I hate when the kids are crying on the bench. Ah, that makes me. I hate when I that's that's. Ah, I hate that. But cameras all zoom in up on me. I hate that. Just leave the kid alone. Like my gosh. Uh for me, my favorite thing about today is what I woke up to this morning. So sometimes the world sucks, and sometimes the world is a really cool place. So. On my other thing, on the Daily Juice, last year we did this fundraiser. We're doing it again. 
my daughter was in the ICU when she was six months old with a collapsed lung and her mom and I had a chance to stay at the Ron McDonald house for, uh, we were there for 10 nights of the 16 nights that they were there. Cause she was in the ICU. She wasn't breathing on her own. And I couldn't imagine leaving my kid on a ventilator. I, I was like, I'm not going home. Like I'm, I'm so like the Ron McDonald house, put us up food, showers, clothing, like whatever we needed for 10 straight days. So whatever I can do to raise money, I want to raise money. So last year we raised $5,000 for the Roman Dollar House. This year, goal of $5,000 again. I wake up this morning to two emails. First email, two listeners. Matt, I'm going to match the five grand. I'm going to donate $5,000 to your $5,000 to the Roman Dollar House. Oh, that's awesome. Second email, Matt, I'm donating $1,000 to go to this, to get you over the hump. We were at 4,000. I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to put you to five. Here's a thousand. So, and now we're at about 400 orders, 500 orders was $5,000 for these cookies that we're raising money for. And this is a company in, in a small little bakery in Illinois that him and his wife listened to my podcast for years. And were like, Hey, right. can we help you do this? They volunteered. They work Last week, last year, it totally overwhelmed them. This year, they're more skated, but like they basically spent a whole week just making cookies for this fundraiser because the goodness of their heart. And they're not making any money on this. And they're just like total sending things out like crazy. They're shipping out 500 orders of cookies across the country. Ooh. So, yeah. So, like, real, like, this is real work that they're doing to raise money. Like, this is out of their heart. They're right. saints, this husband and wife, saints. Right. It's amazing to get that to like, we're going to raise. We're going to raise over $11,000 in a week for the Ramadan house. It's awesome. just, it's just like great wake up and you're like, you know, the people suck, the world suck, but sometimes there's some really amazing people in the world. They just yep. like re renews your faith in humanity. Yep. <laughs> you're just like, yep. I don't know you. And you, I mean, six, wake up the $6,000 in donations to families, to a charity that I know these families need this. Like they need this, this, this people, unless you know, you don't know, like right. I hope you as a father or a mother, anyone listening out there, hope you never have to deal with what we went through. Yeah. And I hope you never, ever have to need the Ron McDonald house. But if you were ever in need, you know what that was like to have those people there to give you that help, to be there for you, to just say, look, you got enough on your plate. We'll take everything else off your plate. Just yeah. when you need to sleep, Go sleep. You need to get some food. Go get some food. You got a shower here. We'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. You know, the outside world will deal with all your other stuff. We'll take care of it for you. And anything I can do to raise money for those people, I will. They're saints who run it in there. And so that was, that was pretty damn cool today. It's awesome. To yeah. wake up to that. Amen. That's, uh, you know, you, it's even hard to express that in words right. as you're doing it, you know, and now this is year number two. And it's exciting to think what it can be. Right. See know? where it goes. Right. right. See how much, see what we can do. I mean, it was for, we, we did it in, in, in year one, it was for 1 million listens. Now it's 5 million listens. Right. And so you know, after two years, you know, two plus years into it. So like, it just, where's it go? I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it goes, but I just wanted to, if you need to know about good people, there are good people. <laughs> people might suck, but generally speaking, there are good people who will do amazing things like that. That we'll just say like, oh, check. Okay, here you go. Like what? Yeah. Like, like I hope one day I'm in a spot where I can just say five grand. Yeah, here. Right. <laughs> I'll just give you five grand for 
it's a it's a you know it's a, an important charity to my life, and I'll go ahead and, and give you five thousand dollars. So that we're was, talking about the swag bag that the kids get for going to these tournaments and winning yeah. games. Yeah. And I always talk about getting the bag. Be nice to give somebody a bag. Hell yeah. We talked to right. McAfee about it. To, yep, to, to, to Pat did. Yep. Pat ran around yep. and, and gave bags to so many people that meant meant something to him. That yep. got him. That was one of the best videos I'd ever seen in my life. Awesome. Watching that video was just like, this is incredible. Like, this is like, like, yeah. what is it? What did this guy do? Like, yeah. he gave, like, oh yeah, these people helped me out when I was a punter back in high school. I gave them half a mil. Yeah. And the, 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 this soccer team I played with, I gave them a hundred thousand. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, man. <laughs> Pretty damn special. Awesome. Pretty damn special. All right, guys, have a phenomenal weekend. Be safe. Take it easy. Don't go crazy. Okay. Keep that bankroll healthy. You got, you know, this is weekend one. Okay. This is four days. The first weekend. Next weekend is my most fun weekend in Vegas, by the way. Ooh. If you haven't come to Vegas during next weekend, next weekend is awesome. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Four, four, two, two for the games. Beautiful. The best. It's beautiful. The best. In game. Watch. Sit. No crowds. Well, there's crowds, but not crazy crowds. Not like this. Where I, I if I find a parking space downtown, I'm gonna be stunned. Stunned. I'll tell you what to do when you're right. off. Send me a text where we're going to park because where I, where I normally park, there's no way in hell I will be able to normally park I got you. downtown on that. So we got to do that. So have a great weekend. We're back on Monday to recap it all. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Talk to you Monday for the Bostonian versus the book.